0: Chris Connolly,
1: and I'm Matt Mercer-Slingsby,
0: and we are again pleased to jo- to have you join us on our latest podcast endeavor, 30 Years of Doubt! Dou-.
1: My dough was better this time. You were, uh, we're, it was we're, much more on point than yeah. in, the, in the pilot episode. Yeah, we're, we're,
0: work- we're working on it. It takes yeah, practice. We've got two years to work out the kinks, <laughs> and uh, we're, uh, we're trucking right along, re- releasing an episode every six months.
1: <laughs> so technically, you've got a year to figure it out. Ah, yes. A year and six days. One year, six days. The countdown. We'll begins. work
0: out the kinks. Uh, I haven't said, I haven't said any expletives on on the air on this show yet. I don't think so.
1: Do we yeah. want to keep the rec- Do we want to keep that record going? Oh,
0: there's no way that'll last. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way it'll like before the the true Simpsons roasting on an open fire, December seventeenth. One of us will have said, dropped an F bomb or an MF bomb. Said a curse word. Yes, committed a naughty.
1: Mm. Um, so, Chris had uh, had reached out to me today. We had a couple of plans that had fallen through to record other episodes, but what better time? I guess Halloween might have been the better time, uh, but what <laughs> second better time uh, to discuss kind of a general Simpsons theme than at Christmas? Uh, considering that the Simpsons, the. Premier premiere episode of The Simpsons is a Christmas episode. Uh, so we figured we'd get together and, and uh, chat a little bit about The Simpsons at Christmas. Now, Chris did more research than me for this, uh, so I'm going to let him lead this charge.
0: Yeah, so um, I I dug in, and there are actually quite a few Christmas and Christmas-esque episodes <laughs> of The Simpsons.
1: Christmas-esque is a great way to put it.
0: Yes, um, so I pulled together, uh, I had actually been given a, a Christmas with the Simpsons DVD uh, that I'm certain came out in the late 90s or early 2000s. Uh, and it's got five episodes, mostly from the early seasons. Uh, it starts, obviously, with Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Um it has Grift of the Magi on it. It includes Mr. Plow as a Christmas mm-hmm. episode, which Matt and I kind of discussed pre-show as, well, there's snow on the ground. <laughs>
1: yeah, like it happens during the winter. I'm sure there's a Christmas decoration to be seen. Yeah. But you could say that about a lot of Simpsons Christmas episodes, right? Like the, um, uh, the episode where they get snowed in at school is technically a Christmas episode. Yeah. But the only Christmas feature is that it takes place on the last day of school before Christmas break. Um, which, uh, and, uh, Kelsey, my wife had pointed this out to me that, that Halloween is really the Simpsons holiday. Like, yeah. That's
0: their their, their claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Um, one, well, I think that was the, the real kickoff of season two. I believe the f- first episode or second episode was the, the initial mm-hmm. treehouse of horror.
1: And it's the premiere now every year, isn't it? Is the treehouse of horror or did they <sighs> premiere in September and then do the treehouse? Uh,
0: I'm, I'm just trying to think if it's been consistent over the years. Mm hmm. I, but I think Treehouse of Horror is nominally the premier episode. Right. But again, uh, I imagine that's not true in now approaching their thirtieth uh, season. So,
1: mm-hmm. um, what's the one that's on here? The two that are on here that really stood out to me. Um, it, it, I always forget the Simpsons roasting on an open fire is also the tattoo episode. Yeah. Um, which seems like such an iconic. Simpsons moment for me and I think I often confuse it with the the family portrait when Bart mm. steals which I'm surprised yeah. is not on this DVD yeah absolutely um, but the the grift of the magi is one of my favorite Simpsons Christmas episodes you probably know it better as the funzo yeah. episode yes um, and all I really have to say about it is when the fuck did they put a new room in between these classrooms so they could spy on it yeah. <laughs> did you did you go to a school That had unexplained rooms
0: between classrooms, ever? No.
1: I mean, if they were, I didn't know they were there. Okay. Did you?
0: Uh, Yeah, in in junior high, I went to an older junior high in St. Albert uh, called Sir George Simpson Junior High. So if there's any voyager out there. (laughs) <laughs> I'm surprised you're listening. Continue. Go uh, Bulldogs! <laughs> uh, no, they. We were the voyageurs. The voyageurs, and we had this big bear with a canoe paddle that was super, super, like if if there if you can be racist toward the francophone people in Canada, yeah. it had everything. All it needed
1: was like the smelly stink lines coming out. Yeah, of you, like, that's a little <laughs> racist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. We had my homeroom in grade eight. Was one of the science classrooms, and there was a little prep room office where our teacher would hide things uh, between classrooms. So the two science labs were back-to-back, and there was a prep closet room in between them.
1: Where they store all the lysergic dimethylamide. Yeah,
0: and where if you were being a jackass and talking too much, you got pulled in, yelled at, and, and sent out in the hall or...
1: I thought you were going to say that they just like put you in the fucking yeah. chemical closet to think about <laughs> you what you done. You stay
0: here with with the chemicals. Yeah.
1: If you're still awake when I come back, you get to go to your next class. Yes. Huh. Yeah, no, I never uh I never had that the mystery room in between. It's not that I can remember. I mean, there were there were broom closets, but yeah, not uh... No
0: no mystery room. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, I don't. Do you want to like kind of roll through them all, and we can chat a bit about them, I, and then I think if we could talk about ones that are missing. So let's let's start with Simpsons roasting on an open fire, the tattoo episode. Yeah, I think everybody knows that has the tattoo. The episode. tattoo
0: episode. Uh, they get Santa's little helpers, the big, mm. uh, the big uh, emotional climax of the show. So
1: you watched this recently? Yes. Uh yes. Um, Is Homer? I always like. Um, I'm very amused what they can get away with, ne- then that you couldn't get away with now. Is Homer gambling? Is that
0: absolutely yeah? That, yeah. He's betting at a, a dog track.
1: That's how they end up. Which with...
0: I don't. I don't even know if that's a hundred percent legal in all states.
1: Dog race? betting it, on dog it, races. Yeah. Huh. It, I, I can't imagine. Why. It would
0: shock me. Like I know state to state gambling rules are very different as are alcohol laws in the yes. U.S. And I, I would, I would hazard a guess that horse racing and gambling are more tightly regulated yeah. in some states more than others. Uh, again, the Simpsons being free to be whatever state they want to be. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, <laughs> does that mean you could narrow down which Springfield <laughs> blank it is by which one's allowed gambling on dog races? Um, but so many, so many quintessential things happen in this episode that. But uh, that you know, that it just become instant canon. But you were saying it doesn't hold up that well.
0: Um, there, there are absolutely some great moments. Uh but this being one of the first episodes, mm-hmm. uh the Homer voice is absolutely at its most raw of yeah. the Walter Matthau esque kind of you, like just like absolutely pure grumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's
1: a little more throaty, like oh yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, I don't think they were still hammering out who some of the who some of these ca- uh, side characters really were. Mm-hmm. Um, Principal Skinner is like a, a mumbly Joe. Huh. He he misspeaks and is clearly reading off this awful uh, Christmas concert script.
1: Huh. Is Skinner or not? Skinner, uh,
0: Holiday Holiday <laughs>
1: <laughs> Is. Uh... <laughs> Does um god damn it does Smithers show up in this episode and is he still black?
0: I I'm trying to remember I know the only plant scene I think in the episode is uh Mr. Burns announces that they're not getting their Christmas bonuses. Right. Uh and I think Smithers does come over the PA and I believe he is
1: black. black. For those of you who don't know at one point Smithers was black. black man. Um and yeah, the, the, it was the gambling that really struck, that really. I'm like, could you fucking put that on TV today? Could you put a man taking a small child to a track to gamble on television and not have somebody complain about it today?
0: Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know.
1: Even in Uncle Buck, he's clearly conflicted about it. Like he yeah. cries a lot, and uh, but it's just that that was the one thing that always like, oh,
0: how could you get away with that? And I think that's kind of the magic of a, a cartoon show. Probably can go yeah. there. Um, whereas a a real-life sitcom dad can't take a kid to the dog track on Christmas no, Eve.
1: They would never happen. Even Al Bundy couldn't take his kids to the track <laughs> on Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah um, uh-huh. did you? Were, as a kid, did you have Christmas concerts? Were you Im- oh, yeah, big involved time. in that? That's like something that happened in elementary in school. In my elementary school, year, over
1: sure. Because um, I rem- I have a very distinct memory of doing one. And I believe one of the songs was Silent Night. And like, not that my parents are anti-religious by any stretch. But I n- remember mom pointing out how strange it was. She thought that there was like... That aggressively of a religious carol included in a public school Christmas Mm. concert, it it is a memory that sticks out for me. But I only really have them from, like, fourth grade to sixth grade. Those are the memories of that that I have. Um, So, yeah, in, like, elementary and then up to junior high, for sure there were Christmas pageantry to be had.
0: Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's kind of the one thing I had asked a few friends uh, that have children of kind of that age now, if that kind of thing is still going on, and uh, well, in some cases where there are religious schools, Catholic schools obviously mm-hmm. still have Christmas pageantry. Um, I was I was a Catholic, but I didn't go to Catholic school, um, but I did. Um, I was in choir, believe it or not, um, pre pre-pubescent Chris could actually sing.
1: <laughs> so uh, you're like Homer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that boy's going to make me a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my voice changed. <laughs> hey. <laughs> la, 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 Yeah, um,
0: absolutely. Nice. Um, became a tone-deaf bassist instead. Um, and trombonist. Ooh.
1: Yeah. Lung capacity. Um, yeah, yeah. I never, it does, like, being so proudly on un- child like proudly childless it never occurred to me to think like I wonder if they still do that because um, it's is it the grift of the Magi where they t- where they do the ho- ho- Krusty's non-denominational <laughs> holiday celebration yeah. um, a crazy Kwanzaa
0: and a solemn and dignified Ramadan
1: but uh, the other episode they include here Mr. Plow uh, or the next I'm assuming they're in order that they are on the box um, as we were saying before the mics went on doesn't strike me as having anything to do with Christmas.
0: I was trying... That one I haven't watched nearly as recently, and mm-hmm. I was trying to remember even uh, blips of the show. And other than that show introducing me to Linda Ronstadt in the late 90s, or early 2000s, because 12-year-old Chris, obviously not a blue-by-you kid. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, "Who is that?" And my mom's like, "That's Linda Ronstadt." Yeah.
1: Isn't it? It's it, again uh, something wonderful about The Simpsons is there are. It's been on for so long that there are generations of people who watched it that can now have that conversation with younger people. Like, who the fuck is that guy? Oh, so and so. Like, there are guest Simpsons guest stars on The Simpsons now that I probably couldn't identify. That um, we just watched the one that Jonathan Taylor Thomas is the guest star on. It was, it was so weird to hear his adult voice. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a classic episode and I get, I guess I get why it's included on this, in this collection. Cause it, it is winter. Like it is, a, it is winter themed and it is definitely a classic, but holiday theme.
0: Well, I'm just trying to remember if there's, is there a fight over the money Homer invests in buying the plow? Like, is that money destined for Christmas?
1: Oh, maybe you're right. Cause I know there's a, a more recent one where he does spend all their money on something for himself. And it's like, it's a big deal about like, it's not dissimilar from the Gluttony uh,
0: and sloth and the evils of.
1: Yeah. But it's kind of a reboot of, of the, the next episode, which is miracle on evergreen terrace, which is a distinctly Christmas themed <laughs> yeah, episode absolutely. because Bart burns the Christmas tree down. And like, again, there's been so many, Chris- so many seasons that to, to touch on all of the Christmas episodes would be a struggle but those, this one is uh, – the one I'm thinking of is more recent, and it's very much like they try to, like, take everybody's presence. So the like, there's a big misunderstanding, and Homer tries to be nice, and et cetera, et cetera. And the town turns on him, as they tend to do. Um, An
0: unruly mob.
1: Indeed. But that's not – this isn't the one – Miracle on Evergreen Terrace is not the one where Bart gets banned from the try and save.
0: No. That's the – a shoplifting episode yeah
1: he's trying to steal a video game
0: uh, bone storm
1: which is and that is a christmas episode because they're yeah. taking the christmas family portrait and yeah. he can't go there yeah uh la- guest starring lawrence tierney as the uh who must be dead by now uh as the try and save security guard uh it's one of the few guest voices i can immediately identify <laughs> because young matt may not have watched a lot of lawrence tierney movies he sure loved reservoir dogs that- that was also
0: a, a a film that introduced me to the word capiche. Reservoir Dogs. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I I don't know, like, cause I got into Tarantino probably in my early teens, mm-hmm. and
1: I had never heard the phrase before. Can we sidetrack just a minute? Yeah. Do we need an R-rated Star Trek movie? Like, is that something the world has been pining for? Because <laughs> uh, it's gonna happen. He's but, gonna do it. Well. Like, don't get me wrong.
0: I'd watch it.
1: Yeah. But. Do I uh, need that?
0: Well, and I'm, I'm of the opinion that there are now enough Star Trek movies. Like, I am satiated. I liked four of the six original movies. Uh, I liked most of the TNG movies.
1: Um. Yeah, that's uh, most, yeah. Um, I just, it was that, the back-to-back Tarantino news recently was that he's going to release his Manson movie on the anniversary of Sharon Tate's death, which is fucking gross. (laughs) Um, And he's going to make an R-rated Star Trek movie. I was like, oh man, really, like, it would have been better for your image if you had died 10 years ago, and then I could just <laughs> well, believe you were a great director, because now I think you're an I, asshole. I guess
0: it really depends on, on what, like, if it's a true, like, like if it turns into a spaghetti Western Firefly-esque Star Trek movie, I could almost get on board. Yeah.
1: Well, and that seems to be what he wants to do now, is to make Westerns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I just I, I th- always thought the great thing about Star Trek was it was accessible to everybody <laughs> and I don't know if I need to hear Kirk say fuck.
0: Yeah. Eh. Or even worse like a Picard fuck would be re- yeah. Yeah, it
1: would be it would it would be completely out of character. We
0: we've, br- we've broken our cherry here. That's two F bombs in like seconds. Oh, we 10 did. Too. I did it. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> uh, um the FCC is not upon us
1: yet um supporting that new <laughs> i wish i could remember the name of that episode i should look it up the bark gets banned from the try and save because it really does chat me that mr plow is on here. Yeah. <laughs> and, it is and that's not yeah um because the other one we had asked, talked about is the john waters guest starring episode where they go to santa's village to hunt yeah. reindeer yeah but is that does that even shoot conf- a reindeer? Does that even take place at Christmas? Or do they just go somewhere where there's going to be caged reindeer?
0: Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember why they're shopping. Oh, because they're shopping because they have that antique liquor bottle that Bar- or Homer and Marge think is going to be worth money. Right.
1: Right. Marge Be Not Proud is the name of the, of the try and save episode.
0: I, re- I really did like the Try and Save episode. Um A because of all of the bone storm related yeah. stupidity. Did you was there like a like a must have Christmas toy or a video game yeah. in your youth that uh, like I don't remember ever saying buy me bone bone storm or yeah. go straight to hell.
1: I wish I could have got away with something like <laughs> <Right>. that.
0: <laughs> buy me bone storm or go straight to hell.
1: Oh, man, did you know Wikipedia includes the chalkboard gag in every Simpsons episode? Oh, that's awesome. I will stop talking about the 12-inch <laughs> pianist. It's the one from Archby <laughs> Not Proud. Um, so, the, like, I know that my folks tell stories about, like, must-have-had toys. Uh, one was the Ninja Turtle pizza wagon when I was mm. probably between the ages of five and eight. Um and that story I know very well because dad tells it nearly every year uh, because it involves a four-hour road trip back to Calgary in a snowstorm to get what he had forgotten, which was the Ninja Turtle pizza wagon. But the like, the capper to the story that makes it all worth it is like at five in the morning I come charging up the stairs, dad, Santa brought me everything I asked for. And you can infer <laughs> about me from that story whatever you want to infer. Um, but yeah, like the, the it is a connection. It's an easy thing to identify with and I wonder if that's an old age thing, like if if that's a nostalgia factor that I would notice more now than I would have when I first saw that episode cuz like my memories of it or what sticks in my mind about it is his interactions with the security guard not necessarily what he was after.
0: Though I remember the one thing that my parents were dead against is They never wanted to purchase a console game. Like, the first console game I ever played, I bought a PS2 with my own money when I was 18. Interesting. So, I had played N64 and other Mm -hmm. things at at friends' houses or whatever, but I had never had that at home. And I remember the Christmas that the N64 came out. I think it would have been 95 Mm -hmm. or 96, somewhere around there. And... That was on absolutely everybody's Christmas yeah. list.
1: I rem- I had a couple of friends that got it for Christmas. I don't think I got it that Christmas. but I definitely had one, but it was not a Christmas present. might have been a birthday present. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah,
0: if you weren't the best at GoldenEye, you were no one.
1: Oh, yeah. Persona non grata. Yeah. Uh, have you ever tried to play it in older li- – in, in like – adult life <laughs> absolutely <It's> awful yeah <laughs> it's so hard How was anybody
0: good at that um so many hours wasted
1: like, hours like like, like the
0: hours most people put into guitar hero that they could have put into actually learning mm-hmm. how to play the guitar right
1: uh it's <laughs> i i mean it, it may be apocryphal and and again we're getting a little bit sidetracked but i um i firmly believe the reason i suck at guitar hero is because i actually know how to play guitar um, and whether and it,
0: the two are nothing in the same. No,
1: and whether that's true or not, I don't care. It makes me feel better than everybody else who <laughs> thinks they're great at guitario. But the like, I would, I don't remember, but I would hate to look at the hour tracker on like one of my Fallout games, uh, for combined play is days, yeah, days, absolutely days, and that game's not quite two years old so that means a good week out of this year all I did was play Fallout.
0: Yeah, X- Xbox absolutely does tell you and I can tell you, yeah, I, I think I'm into a full week mm-hmm. at least if not more on Destiny 2 even mm. Got not not even the first one You're a Destiny guy? Uh, There's a, a group of us that play online okay. and that's certainly the the big appeal of that game
1: See, the um, reason I play video games is so I don't have to interact with other people so I've never been wh- the multiplayer guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, and well, it's kind of funny, especially this time of year with uh, so much work stuff going on. Matt and I both work in the liquor industry, and mm-hmm. December is uh, cuckoo like, bananas. Yeah, it's n- it's nuclear winter for us. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, I I haven't been playing video games really at all in uh, December.
1: See, I got ba- I I recently started a, a Bioshock series replay, mm. so I've I've been. Did you buy the, like, the whole collection again? I or? refused to pay 80 yeah. bucks for it. <laughs> I, I looked
0: ha- at it online and I was like, I'm pretty sure I still have some of those discs. Yeah, I, I have all
1: my Xbox <laughs> 360 ones. And here's the thing. Um, hey, Xbone, get on this shit. If you, in your Bioshock revamp, fix the gameplay in Bioshock 1 so I can use my plasmid and my wrench at the same time, I'm fucking in. You can have my $80. Until that moment, don't really need it, thanks. Um. To get back on track. <laughs> um, so let, I want to skip over Grift to the Magi and we'll come back to it. But I want to talk about She of Little Faith. Uh, because this is another piece of canon that resonates through the series as a whole. The episode where Lisa becomes a Buddhist. Um, two, like The two episode, Lisa episodes that really... Well, maybe three I can think of that are like H-Core Lisa episodes are uh, Little Lisa Lionheart, the, the Little Lisa Lionheart doll... When she becomes a vegetarian and when she becomes a Buddhist, Uh, and the thing that sticks out in this episode for me is what a asshole Marge is about it. Absolutely, yeah. And it's it's kind of surprising because you read a lot of think pieces about how Marge is like the voice of uh, the voice of centrist reason in the Simpsons universe, and I was so shocked to hear like really come down on this traditionalist right wing Mm.
0: Marge like. Emerges right and pulls out every trick in the book to try and lure Lisa
1: back back to Christianity. And it's, it's really, it maybe it's again, maybe it's because I spent a couple years as a pretty open and vocal atheist, which it took me a long time to get to. That episode makes me so uncomfortable every time March is on screen. (laughs) Yeah, stop it. Like, this is gross. Um, and it's let, let me let me put this talking point out there. The Simpsons are the quintessential American nuclear, quote-unquote, family, right? They really only go to church, like, the only time they're ever religious is when they go to church. And it doesn't seem to really play into and, their daily life.
0: Well, and and I guess that's where the, the, the Marge character really does stage true to her colors, is she's the only force dragging them to church every Sunday. I guess that's a good if point. If it were up to Homer, it would be Sunday football mm. and laying around in his underwear.
1: Yeah, which we saw how that played out. <laughs> um, but isn't the premise of this one that they the church burns down and takes on corporate sponsorship to yeah. like stay afloat? Oh, and it, it's yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. And it upsets Lisa, and then she like. <laughs> in the most logical way possible, finds a new faith. Because, like, of course, not having one is really out of the question. Yeah. Uh, we Like, even this, a show as subversive as The Simpsons couldn't just put her out there she at, couldn't, as an atheist. She couldn't
0: jump. Because atheist breeds anarchy, and anarchy br- brings yeah. the complete uh, the complete counterculture that can't be on TV. Well, either.
1: the only reason that most people don't rape, murder, and steal is because Jesus would be really mad about yeah. it. Um, but, it, yeah, it's, it's the... It, Again, it might be an old age thing, but it really like, oh, this feels uncomfortable to me.
0: And well, it, like I think our perspective kind of kind of shifts here to um, this this not being a religious or even irreligious podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, are are you are you
1: still framing yourself as atheist? Yes. that's your. Um, uh, Pendjillet describes it really well, and I tend to take it's not that I don't believe in God; it's that I believe there is no God. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I really do appreciate the distinction. It's not like I'm ignoring him. I don't think he's there. Um, and it's, it's something that uh, like I do tend to get my hackles up about because yeah. it's, it's a position that comes with a lot of pushback. It's kind of like not having yeah. children. Yeah. Oh, no. Fair enough. Um, but yes, I would, I would consider myself to be an atheist.
0: Okay. Yeah. And I, uh, I have borrowed this line from a third-year history prof. Uh, I took the the history of the austro-Hungarian Empire, and um, my professor said it best he he was a uh, Germanic Austrian uh, by birth, and he says, I'm a retired Catholic. Um, in so in so much that i've I've really kind of rejected a lot of the the, the tenets and canons and principles. Mm-hmm. I do believe there's a God, but I believe that if there, if such an ob- omnipotent force does exist, that he, it's certainly arrogant to believe he gives
1: a shit about me. Yes. Um, <laughs> if there is a God, he gives less than a fuck what I do with my hands in the middle of the night. Um, I've uh, I've heard a similar variation from a friend of mine who's slightly more militant about it than you are, but she recovers to herself as a recovering Catholic. Um, I really enjoyed the idea of it as like, not as, like, I always think about it as addiction rather than cult-like behavior, but, like, I enjoy... If she, it. If she
0: wants to start meetings, like, I... I <laughs> like <laughs> okay. is, is there a 12-step Hi, program? I'm Chris Connolly. He <laughs> used
1: to be... And I'm a Catholic. Well, and,
0: like, I was I was full bore. Uh,
1: I was an altar boy as a kid, like... No way. Yeah. That's, um, that's an interesting thing I did not know about you. Yeah. Uh, the
0: the many mysteries... Um, uh, my claim to fame as an altar boy is is there was there was no sexual tension or anything inappropriate ever in my career as an
1: altar boy, but I did almost burn the church down twice. Nice, I so. mean, <laughs> not nice. I'm sure that would suck. Um, <laughs> did you? Um, so you've moved from devout, uh, from very religious to, we'll say, agnostic. Yeah. Um, was there a transitory faith? Like, did you, like Lisa, adopt the tenets of Buddhism because they seemed to like? Kind um, of allow you to keep one foot in the spiritual and still kind of reject.
0: My dad was really into <laughs> Taoist philosophy, and he, there okay. was a we had a ton of literature in the house mm-hmm. that I did kind of tear my way through. And honestly, I I hope to one day evolve to a point where I have the patience for some of that. But uh, it's it certainly it's it's not something that's forthcoming to North American men, I don't think.
1: Taoism. Um, Oh no! Ameri- like North America, we'll, we'll call it North American exceptionalism, completely negates any like it completely inoculates North American culture against any serious adoption of Taoism. Uh, having written a few papers on the subject myself, I was like, "Oh, this is such a great idea! None of us will ever do this. Yeah. Uh, there's there's not enough like, money in it. I,
0: I can't do it."
1: I think I wrote
0: I'm not that nice I'm not that humble I'm not that patient I'm an arrogant <laughs> prick
1: um, well but uh, so again we'll, we'll, it's kind of about the same. Um I used to describe it and I'm like maybe you know this better than me because again it's been a while but I used to describe it as like Buddhism is, is understanding the outside through understanding of the inside Taoism is like the opposite you understand the world around you which allows you to understand who you are inside but it's a lot more about connecting with the outside world right um, which yeah sounds great uh, I actually wrote a like twenty page paper on the parallels of or uh, on the influences of Taoism in Fight Club. Uh and like where the parallels are there. I'm like, they're kinda the same thing, just one has violence. Yeah. Um <laughs> one is really into punching people. <laughs> um I have since evolved my position on Fight Club. Don't fucking at me. <laughs> um so let's let's go uh, and also She of Little Faith cameo by Richard Gere. Yeah. I feel like that's the only celebrity in this episode, but I could be wrong about that.
0: Uh yeah, I think so
1: um who is quite good uh damn it so there uh I can't take credit for the joke because Kels made it but she was like if you get to meet Richard Gere why is your question did you really do those push-ups in <laughs> Officer and Gentleman? like there's so much else to ask him about like would you ask him about the gerbils no but not the push-ups um and we touched on it a little bit, Grift to the Magi. I really like the Funzo episode. I think it's got everything. It's It's got my favorite elements of The Simpsons, like a scathing critique of capitalist culture. Um, yeah. The children being the smartest people in the room, which The Simpsons pulls off well, and South Park pulled, used to pull off really well as well. Um, but no, I did. I... The, 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 it, were you ever a, like a Furby or a, a, a digital pet guy?
0: So I, it's funny. I, I knew we were going to go here. I actually did own a Furby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Furby, I think, came out. I was in either the fifth or sixth grade. And it's a toy where you should, at that age, you really should be evolved past what a Furby can do. Right. Um, but I was also... Uh, at, at that moment in time, in 1996 or 1997, I was more net literate than most adults, uh, and I had stumbled across a Geocities page that had outlined everything you could do to hack a Furby and to make it do <laughs> terrible terrible things like you could make it say whatever you wanted it really? to say
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> oh i see it was a never a toy that was on my radar i was like i must have that thing um we do have one uh from like a couple years ago my father-in-law bought my wife one um and it like it would respond to movement so like if movement, yeah. it would like light up and talk and I remember packing up the apartment. So it was at least five years ago because we were still in that apartment. Uh, And the movers came and one of the box started moving and giggling. It's like, it's just a Furby, guys. Relax. (laughs) Like, I can't do anything about this. Um, But yeah, they're just... The idea, it just kind of... Maybe I was too old or just not in the right headspace when they came out. This is dumb. I,
0: I remember one of my favorite things to do with the Furby is you could train it to play... Uh, the equivalent of hide and seek and I, I forget what the sequence was but you had to clap and wave in front of it in a sequence uh, and it would it would then rock back and forth and say the words hide me and then if you hit it the next person to to wave or activate motion in front of it it would do this really awkward like shuffle dance and like singing song and so I would do the hide me sequence and i would hide it in like a kitchen cabinet or somewhere where my mom would open and and not be expecting it and then there's just this creature on top of plates or with glassware <laughs> <laughs> dancing and shuffling about
1: scare the shit out of her yeah um it's it's the really the main reason i want to own a bird is so i can teach it to say things that'll freak my wife out like look in the closet or he's in the bathroom um <laughs> the the vet in our or the parrot in her vet's office laughs and like Mm. not like a clever laugh it's like like, an an evil yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um is there we've touched on a couple but is there an episode another christmas episode that stands out for you that you like that you love or that that
0: i'm just i i don't think i i can't think of anything beyond kind of the ones we've touched on yeah, um,
1: like, the, just the shoplifting one is really the is surprise, it? the glaring omission, in my yeah. mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think, to The Simpsons' credit, I think right after this DVD release, they f- went went through the mill and came up with four other Christmas or winter episodes yeah. and released A Christmas with The Simpsons 2, uh, which I probably also own but couldn't dig up for right.
1: this the so the 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 Simpsons wiki lists Gone Boy. But again, this the fucking show is so goddamn old. Yeah, that which was this year's. Okay, uh, which apparently features Sai Jo Bob, hmm. uh, the Simpsons run and sit on the couches. Oh, that's the couch guy. I'm
0: a little behind on current Simpsons. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a let's get through a season and binge watch all of it, kind especially in the in the new days of. Of Chromecast and Android boxes and things mm-hmm. like that, um, I don't really watch real TV anymore. Sorry, Fox.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, and it, it, again, I I feel like the the classics are really that we know are the ones we've kind of discussed, and it there there must be one for every year, and I I do really love that they don't put a big focus on it, that they really picked a holiday that isn't Christmas to make their 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 classic holiday episode for it's the same thing i love about bob's burgers like they always do a christmas episode Mm -hmm. but thanksgiving is the holiday episode uh it's bob's favorite holiday he also talks to the food in most of them which is wonderful oh you should eat me okay guys (laughs) "Ah, um but yeah i do i I do appreciate that they touch on it but that halloween that they've picked a, a kind of a a clearly inoffensive holiday to to make their own and the costumes are always great.
0: Have you ever known anyone in real life that talks to food that way?
1: Not to get on a Bob's Burgers. No, rant, no, but not at all. Um, <laughs> no, maybe me. Well, did did you
0: ever work in an environment with fresh food of any sort? Uh,
1: the closest I would have come to would have been the two weeks I worked in a kitchen one year in uni- one year summer at university. Uh, and I used to work at the concession stand in the in the local hockey arena. Okay. Um, but nobody who ever like, down into the fryer, Mr. Onion Rings. Ah! <laughs> yeah. No, no, never that.
0: Well, like. and, and maybe it's just because S- Superstore brings out strange neuroses in people. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I can attest to that. Um, but I, I worked, I got the run of the mill. I worked in, I did an internship for Blah, And I got to work in just about every department. That there is, uh, and at the store that I was working at in Edmonton, we had a produce manager who his name was Valentino, uh, and this lovely Filipino man, and he would sing and talk to fruit all of the time. Like at one point, uh, he had cut open a melon and it was like actually making like the turned it into a puppet essentially, and he was singing Enrique lyrics like the melon was singing. I can be your hero, yeah. and
1: it's like a guy who's got a squirrel army in his apartment. Like that, that <laughs> I would find unnerving. Uh, no, never. Uh, like I, I talk to my dog like that, and mm-hmm. like I'll be puttering around the house, and I will. Talk to her and she'll talk back to me, but it's my voice. But I figure as long as I'm,
0: <laughs> I, I I've done that with pets before too. You know? Yeah,
1: I figure as long as I'm doing out loud both parts, it's not weird. Uh, it's when I start to like hear it in my head that it becomes a problem. <laughs> but yeah, no, she's like, "What do you want to do? No, want to go outside? Don't want to, Dad. Don't like it. Okay, shit like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always really appreciated the way the Simpsons do celebrate Christmas. Like, <laughs> it, it makes sense to me that they would be a tradition like as much as uncomfortable as it makes me when they're when they encounter people who aren't christians um the uh the the very traditional attitude they have towards celebrating christmas in their home completely fits to me with the way that they're structured and now that i think about it have you ever seen the episode where she try, where marge tries to run a bed and breakfast like a holiday bed and breakfast don't they make a comment about like the creepy hyper religious second verse of all the carols like they're doing um uh, we wish you a merry christmas which yeah the first verse is very light but very very secular eventually it gets pretty god focused and i like i swear she makes a comment about it like don't do the religious second verse um yeah other than the than her like insistence that her daughter stick to christianity the way they celebrate Christmas makes perfect sense to me. And I, I wouldn't really want it any other way. I feel that the best position they're in to comment on that. And that's, to me, what The Simpsons has always been, or at least in my generation of The Simpsons, has always been good at is like pointing at something to be like, that's silly. Uh, also fun. Um, Have
0: you, when did holidays and gift give like do you still give christmas gifts are you
1: yes um my folks are both in a position where if i either get them something they can drink or like for mom i tend we tend to donate money to the rescue agency we got cricket from they're kind of best friends mom and cricket so yeah. um and, and she's very much like i don't need anything but like yeah Kels and i the most money that we had spend on gifts is Kels and i spend them on for each other Yeah, Uh, and then we do like immediate family, Um, and it's usually a deal. But yeah, what about you?
0: Um, well, I I remember probably my most interacted with Facebook post ever was about five years ago, and I I didn't mean it for it to be militantly irreligious or anti-religious. Um. But I was really, really frustrated, and again, uh, years of working retail over Christmas mm. will do this to a person. Yep. Um, you just see the absolute madness and and all of the uh, just the unnecessary elements of of capitalism mm-hmm. at Christmas time, and I I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, I don't want presents. I'm s- like, I'll still go to Christmas church with my yeah. mom because that's the thing she likes to do. Mm-hmm. I uh, still come for dinner. We can eat. We can do whatever. I just don't want to engage in this stupid barter economics game of of buying each other things we think we might need. Yeah. Um, and I guess I've I've softened a little bit. Uh, I do do a little bit of stuff for mm-hmm. family. Um, my girlfriend's uh, brother has four kids, and for kids, Christmas is more of that kind of
1: yeah there's
0: there's a there's an innocence and there's a magic about it that doesn't last very long so embrace it while
1: it exists and we do the same for the nieces and nephews like we do we buy them gifts we try to think of something nice and fun for them but we also like try to put our spin on it like i i really like giving them books yeah uh or like interactive shit i refuse to buy them princess oriented things or anything like hyper gender yeah exactly like uh, no 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 you can have science toys you can have learning shit because i know like we're probably going to be the only ones who are going to buy those two for you in your early life so like you'll get them eventually but we'd rather start you young um but for you like so christmas is kelsey's favorite holiday and i used to hate it like because of years of working retail. Like, I fucking hate this holiday. Everybody everybody that loves it is an asshole. Christmas Eve in the liquor industry is just the worst. It really is. Uh, seconded <laughs> only by New Year's Eve in the yeah. liquor industry, uh, which can go one of two ways. Complete madness or a fucking graveyard. Like yeah. One of two ways. Either way, I don't want to be there and I don't want to do this. Um, But it really did instill in me this, like, I fucking hate this holiday. Nobody gives a shit. Why am I doing this? I just want to go home and do nothing. And since we've been together, I have sl- like my heart has slowly grown three sizes to the point where I'll put the Christmas music on by myself in the car. I did that for the first time
0: this year, nice. and she's like, "Who are you?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? I, I realized when I had two preset stations on my like, <laughs> di- I was like oh yeah like she's just like this it's, person.
0: it's December and we're not listening to sports radio in the car. What
1: madness is this? Do you subscribe to the sports radio, or do you listen to the AM sports? I channel? listen to AM
0: sports radio here in the city. Okay. Yeah,
1: I've recently developed a like healthy appreciation for baseball, so I was like really hoping there was just a baseball series thing. But I got they pay were talking
0: for that. about baseball all day on sports radio today. Mm-hmm. They're, they're ripping on Derek Jeter for trading away uh, Giancarlo Stanton for nothing. Outrageous!
1: Outrageous!
0: Sports ball,
1: <laughs> sports stick. <laughs> um. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, thirty years of Christmas, thirty years of roasting on an open fire, uh, and the Simpsons. I think have always been a uh, they've always been a part of my like in the same way that things like Mr. Bean is a part of Christmas or was uh, Rankin Bass is a part of my Christmas. Like it's not Christmas until I see a few select Simpsons episodes. And uh, do you want to
0: do you want to end the show with? Like, do you have a favorite Simpsons Christmas, like, one-liner or two-liner?
1: Oh, there was one in the Buddhist episode that really fucking made me laugh. I wish I could remember what it was. Do you have one?
0: Um, it, it's not so much a one-liner, uh, but it's it's actually in the Marge Be Not Proud episode. Uh, and Bart goes over to play Bone Storm at Milhouse's house. And uh, his logon is a set number of characters. And he wa- obviously wanted to type Thrill House. And it's it's Thrill Ho. <laughs> are,
1: are are Kirk and Luann divorced at that point?
0: Um
1: I don't think so. Because He tells her to go to hell or something, doesn't she? Or is uh, that the other kid?
0: Um Is that Ronnie at the store? Yeah.
1: Like where he has, she has to buy two copies. So.
0: That was bloodstorm, stupid. Yeah. This is bone storm. storm. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like usually I have a Simpsons, like a Simpsons quote for all occasions. I can't think of a fucking Christmas one liner that says that resonates for me as much as sock puppets. Ah, ah, where? Ah! <laughs> um, but de- or is is the Barge be not proud? Is that the the leg like, potting challenge?
0: Um. Oh, it sure is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: that. Yes, that makes uh, me laugh. Might I, I
0: suggest like... a putter? Yes. You have selected, driver. <laughs> yes, that one. That might I fucking... select? Might I suggest feather touch?
1: You <laughs> have selected power drive. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I think that might be it. <laughs> 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 like, again, Your ball is in. Parking lot. <laughs> Not to fall down the South Park hole either, but the, the, there's an episode where they're playing the Tiger Woods golf game, which for a while is you trying to escape a hysterical woman who's like smashing your window, and they get to the golf part and they're like, well, this is fucking stupid. Why do we <laughs> want to do this? <laughs> like, there comes a point where you actually play golf and there's this game, and they're like, well, this is dumb. I'm bored. Um, yeah, I would go with the with the putting challenge game. I really want it on a shirt. I know you can get a shirt that has the like uh, Lee Carvallis. Lee Carvallis, that's what it is. But yeah, the Simpsons. Always uh always a necessary part of a necessary element of pop culture Christmas is a cup getting a couple Simpsons Christmas episodes in. Um Chris, where could people if they wanted to chime in and tell us what their favorite because maybe there's some younger people that listen to the show that know about Christmas Simpsons Christmas episodes that were just not in our In our speed rack. Where could they find us on the internet and tell us what those are?
0: So you can find us, uh, we have a Facebook page titled just
1: simply 30 Years of Dough. Does it have an at? Is it at 30 Years of Dough? Ah, yes. Okay.
0: Or you can go to facebook.com slash 30 Years of Dough. Um and so far it's just me sharing simpsons memes i find on the internet so we'd really like to interact with you on a level beyond that
1: yeah (laughs) and 2018 we'll uh chris and i are working on a plan to uh at least try and go monthly
0: and you can also interact we are at 30 years of dough on twitter uh and i believe i have the instagram account Mm -hmm. and i believe i've posted an image of a barbecue that i attempted to build so again we'll try and take some more photos
1: yeah uh well thanks very much for listening folks. Uh we hope you have a happy happy holiday season. Um I don't know if we have a sign off yet. Do we have a like definitive like end of the show?
0: Um I remember mine was terrible in the pilot. It was Yeah, like... we did
1: do, we did do the pre some <laughs> prep to figure out how we started the show, but not how we ended. Uh well see you next See you next time. Yeah, I feel there's got to be a mo line. In, in 20 <laughs> In 2018
0: <laughs> We vow to see you more than once.
1: Yeah. Um, damn it. Never never before have I been <laughs> included in a group that saw my own internal value and assigned <laughs> me a number based on which I was joined. <laughs> uh, we'll we we'll work on a stonecutters themed outro line. But until then Bye bye. Woozle Woozle Wazle. There we go. Woozle. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. This is
0: Henry K. Duff's Private Reserve. Today, we are drinking from the Dandy Brewing
1: Company in Calgary, Alberta. Ooh. Bright Young Things. an Eng- A hoppy English weed ale with a... Damn it. A delightful English we- e- weed ale with... Take three. <laughs> a delightful English weed ale with a pleasant hop character. And...
0: Time for Dinner, one of Alley Cat's
1: Back Alley Brews series. This delightful Belgian table beer will be a nice accompaniment to any meal or gathering of friends. It's time for dinner. (laughs) We need to get paid for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's a missed job opportunity. Tim, you
0: owe me exactly one beer. There you go.
1: Uh, This has been...
0: Henry K. Duff's... Private
1: Reserve. Show me the money before I open the bottle.